Mindset Mentor is proudly sponsored by Amica Insurance. Amica Insurance is all about empathy. They know your auto, home, and life insurance are more than just policies. Home insurance is about protecting the life you've built. Auto insurance is about protecting you on the road ahead. That's why Amica takes a consultative approach to help protect what matters most to you. They're a customer-owned insurance company that puts your needs first, and their representatives are available 24-7 for claim-related matters. As Amika says, empathy is our best policy. The Taste of the Mediterranean sales event is going on now through March 19th at Whole Foods Market. It's a store-wide flavor-packed journey of regionally inspired selections. Save on Mediterranean-inspired flavors like Parmigiano-Reggiano, charcuterie, and ground lamb. Find sales on Animal Welfare certified meat. Save on seafood like whole branzini and sustainable wild-cut sockeye salmon. Stock up on wallet-happy Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles and whole wheat pita pockets. Wines from the sun-soaked vineyards of Spain, Greece, and Italy start at just $8.99. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help, and you can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms and conditions at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to today's episode of the Mindset Mentor Podcast, the number one mindset podcast in the entire world. I am your host, Rob Dial. If you have not yet done so, hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about how to be more persuasive. I'm going to talk about a powerful persuasion technique that you can use in your life uh, that will make you more uh, more of a powerful communicator, we can say. Uh, but you must promise me that with what I'm going to teach you, that you will use it for good and don't use it for bad. Because before we talk about how to be more persuasive, let's talk about the word persuasion because uh, it can have a really bad connotation, um, but it doesn't really have to. Um, you know, We are always trying to persuade people. That is actually something that's very natural for a human. You know, If you look at a four-year-old, a four-year-old is constantly trying to persuade you into something, into giving them candy before dinner or letting them go outside when they and play when they just took a bath or whatever it might be. It is very natural for us to try to persuade, try to get somebody else to do what we want them to do or what we want to do or to see our side of whatever our perspective is. Persuasion, what it really is more than anything else, it is just the art of helping other people understand and hopefully embrace a new perspective in some sort of way. And so today we're going to talk about uh, this thing that's called, a, it's a psychological phenomenon that is called the anchoring effect. And the anchoring effect, uh, really what it refers to is the tendency for people to rely heavily on the first piece of information they receive. Um, and, and that information they receive, the first piece, usually changes their decisions on anything else that comes after it based off of the first thing that they learn about something, which is the anchor. That's why they call it the anchoring effect. And the effect significantly influences uh, a person's judgment and their behavior based off of the first thing that they learn. So today we're going to talk about uh, basically the psychological mechanisms behind the anchoring effect, um, the impact that it typically has on your decision making, uh, also how it's been used against you. You're going to hear me give examples. You're going to go, oh my God, 
that salesperson did that, or, oh my God, this person did that to me and I even realized it. Um, and so you're going to, you're going to understand the impact and the decision-making, um, that usually comes from it. And then also how it can be, how you could use it if you want to, but also how it can be mitigated and you can go, oh, I, uh, I see what you're doing, right? So the anchoring effect uh, was first identified by two psychologists in the 1970s. Basically what they found was that people tend to anchor to the first piece of information they receive around something. And then they adjust all subsequent adju- uh, uh, judgments uh, based on that anchor rather than considering all of the information in isolation. Which is really interesting if you think about it, is, is you can learn something about someone and then you could, they, they could, oh, this person is so bad, such a bad person. You can learn all these bad things about that person, right? And then that's what's in your head. That's the anchor. And then all of the subsequent information that you could get almost means nothing. Even if it's like, oh, they've done this and this is an amazing thing and they've started a, um, a business that's been changing the world and they've been, you know, uh, doing all this philanthropy that still is going to be judged based off of the very first thing that you learned about them. And it's really hard to change that. This is the reason why first impressions are really, really important. It's not just a, a cliche of like, oh yeah, first impressions matter. No, like first impressions really do matter when you first meet somebody, but also they really matter with anything that you learn. So this phenomenon is believed to be a result of the way humans, the human brain tends to process information by grouping things together. And so the, the first question before we dive into it and how it's used and how you can use it is that always pops into my head is like, why? Why does our brain anchor to the first bit of information and sometimes ignore all of the rest of the information uh, and we just stick on the first thing? Uh, the anchoring effect is thought to occur because brains are wired. All of our brains are wired to see some sort of patterns. And so this is how we, we tend to make sense of the world. And when we get new information, we instinctively compare that new information to information that we already have in order to determine, hey, is this important? Does this matter? And what's really interesting is, is when we get an, uh, a first anchor in some sort of way, um, because of the fact that humans, we like to stay consistent. So if that first bit of information, like this person is bad, is what we have made our mind up about, then when we get all the information about this person being good, we're like, well, no, they're still bad. And the reason why we, we tend to do that is because of just the confirmation bias. We want to confirm what we originally thought at all points in time. And so don't worry, I'm gonna give you a lot of examples of this and how it works. But in the case of anchoring, the first piece of information that we receive acts basically as a reference point or a anchor for all upcoming judgments and decisions that we have. So therefore the anchor could be the most important piece of information that someone receives when communicating effectively, which if you're trying to be a great speaker, if you're trying to be a great communicator, this is something that's really important for you to understand is the anchor that somebody is getting to make all of their judgments and all of their decisions after the anchor. And so one of the key um, impacts of the anchoring effect is that can lead to, to what they call systematic biases in decision-making. And so this is why, you know, in case you didn't know this, I'm about to ruin a couple things, about to ruin a couple things for you. Um, a lot of clothing companies raise their prices on their tags um, and then they put a discounted price on the tag because it makes the clothing seem worth more. And so, you know, an example would be a thousand dollar jacket and it's crossed off and it says 600. In your mind, you're going, oh my God, what a deal, right? I'm getting $400 off. The price, the original price of this jacket, that's 40% off. Amazing deal. 
You know, a thousand dollar jacket for 600, this is awesome. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, what's the first thing you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? For me, I'd probably read a little bit more, probably do some meditating and chill. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and to make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time, no additional charge. Learn to make more time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash dial today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash dial. Hey, do you have any subscriptions that you forgot about? Well, Rocket Money is a personal financing app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscription, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using the app's features. So stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash mindset mentor. That's rocketmoney.com slash mindset mentor, rocketmoney.com slash mindset mentor. But the company was already planning on, on selling it for 600 anyways. And so they're selling it for what they thought they were going to, but they're changing your perception of the jacket based off of the anchor, $1,000 original price, $400 off. Oh my God, what a great deal. They're already planning on selling it for, for $600. I, I see this all the time <clears throat> whenever I go to, to Europe. We go to Italy usually about once a year and we go in a lot of the same cities. We go to Florence and Rome a lot. We kind of go in the same areas. We have our restaurants that we really like. We always hit back up. And I always see the exact same stores with the same discounted signs, 50% off limited sale. And everything is 50% off in the damn store. And it always has been for years, seven, eight years. Every year that I go back, I'm like, it's the same, it's the same thing. But people who are walking by are like, oh my God, I'm on vacation. I can get 50% off of some Italian leather jacket or whatever it might be. They get all excited about it. And that is what how, how companies can use the anchoring effect. Another example is um, when looking at the price of a product and say everything is 25% off. You go into a store, you know, it's, it's the whole store, like I just gave you an example of. Let's say you're, you're walking around in Italy and you see, oh my gosh, this store, everything's 25% off. And you're like, oh, let me go into it. And you walk into that store and you find something that you like for 50% off. Once again, you're now comparing that 50% off to the 25%. You're going, oh my God, amazing deal. Because I'm getting more off than what was originally advertised. But if you looked at all the tags of all of the products, you'd see that like all of them are 50% off. And so you're expecting 25% off the anchor and you found 50% off. Oh my God, amazing deal. Like if you walked into a store expecting 25% off and then you saw a tie that said 5% off, you'd be like, eh, no, that's not a good deal. Everything else is 25% off. So you think I'm getting an even better deal than I expected. That is how the anchoring effect is used. I'm about to ruin Black Friday for you as well, okay? Black Friday, just FYI, uh, they found that most companies usually raise prices about 23% the month before Black Friday. 
So the entire month before Black Friday, most places on average raise their prices 23%. So you're not really buying a discounted price a lot of times. You're buying the price they originally wanted to sell it for, but they raised the prices last month and then discounted it. So you're paying the same usually as you would if you had bought it like six months ago. I know, right? It's pretty crazy. They're using, advertising companies use your brain against you in a lot of different ways. And this is why it's really important for you to constantly learn about psychology, neurology, neurobiology. How am I to use my brain the best that I possibly can? And then how am I to make sure that my brain is not used against me? Because a lot of companies, truthfully, they exploit you. They exploit your psychology and the way that your brain works because they understand how it works a lot better than we do. You know, and retailers can get away with raising their prices as long as it looks like the product that is up for sale was at a quote unquote full price for a, what, you know, this article I was reading, a reasonably substantial period of time. So they raise the prices 30 days before and then they discount the prices and you're like, oh my God, I'm getting such a great deal on this TV. When in reality, if you had bought it three months ago, you'd probably be paying around the same price, right? So in, uh, in 2012, uh, there was a presentation that was done by the CEO of JCPenney's. He gave a presentation about how the company's sales were going at the time. And he showed that customers were receiving around a discount of about 60%. So it's like, oh my God, the average customer gets about a 60% discount. And that was up 38% from a decade earlier. So 10 years before, it was 38% lower. But here's the crazy part. The twist is that the average customer wasn't saving more money. In fact, the average customer, uh, the average price paid by customers stayed about the same over that period of time with inflation, which means that now they were getting a 60% discount, which is 38% higher than 10 years ago, but the average sale based off of inflation was around exactly the same. So the customers thought they were getting this amazing deal, but in reality, they really weren't. They were paying basically about the same. So the reason why this is important though is for you to understand when you actually go out to buy stuff. You know, when you go car shopping, they will always show you the most expensive car first. So if you walk onto a dealership, you're like, hey, I'm thinking about buying a car. They're like, cool, what are you looking at? They're gonna show you the most expensive car first because then the other cars that you look at after that most expensive one seem like even better deals. They are anchoring your mind to the big price. Oh, this huge price. And then when you see something that's $20,000 less, it seems like a great deal. You know, and I, I knew this was happening. Uh, last year, we ended up buying a, a BMW and we went on to the, to the, and I was like, let's test this. I just want to see what these guys do. I want to see how they've trained them, right? And so told them what we were interested in. And the first, he's like, all right, cool. I got a few that I want to show you. I'm going to go ahead and bring this one out. He brings it out and it is the most expensive out of all of them. It was $108,000, right? And then he showed me three other cars, three other different vehicles. Every one of them, the next three were in descending order. So he didn't show me the cheapest car first and then go to the most expensive. He started at the, the most expensive car first and then went to the least expensive out of it. I knew exactly what he was doing. And so I was like, all right, cool. I see. He's going to bring the most expensive car first with all of the bells and whistles so that if I anchor my mind to that uh, $108,000 BMW, well, then if he's showing me one for 60, I'm like, oh my God, this is a great freaking deal, right? So that's, that's $48,000 less. And I'm still getting almost all of the exact same bells and whistles as the one that's $48,000 more, right? So let's say that you want a new car. And then you, you know, what you're going to do is you're going to go through and you're going to say, honey, you know what? Let's get a new car. 
I think we've been needing to get some. I'm just use it once again. Use this for good, everybody. Use this for good. But let's just say that you're 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 wanting to show your your husband the uh, the cars that you're interested. In. You want a new SUV. You're having so many kids. You just want to make sure you can fit all those damn kids, right? You got an army. You want to make sure you got a big SUV. So what do you do? You pull up five cars, five SUVs that you like, and what are you gonna do? You're gonna show them the most expensive one first, and then. What you want to do is then at the end, show him the one that you really truly want. Why? Because it's going to seem like an amazing deal. Now, you're not, you're not doing anything evil in any sort of way, right? What you're doing though is you're just using the anchoring effect so you can see, oh, okay. Let me go ahead and show you the most expensive one. Oh my gosh, this SUV is $90,000. And then you have one that she likes that's fifty. He's going to be like, well, I like the one at 50. And you're like, oh my God, I like the one at 50 too, right? So this is something that you could just kind of make sure that you're aware of. Um, the anchoring effect also really has a big impact on negotiations as well. And so the, what they found is that the, the initial offer can significantly influence the outcome of a negotiation. And so researchers have actually found that when uh, negotiators who make the very first offer have an advantage as the first offer can serve as an anchor that influences the other party's subsequent behavior and their decisions and their judgments that they make. And so this is why if you're in a negotiation, whatever that negoti negotiation might be, Make sure that you are the first one to, to put your offer out there. You want to try to be the first one to make an offer. And so it's important for you to understand that. As a consumer, it's important for you to understand all of this stuff. You know, like um, I remember there was one time I was, I was, uh, I was uh, basically kind of being pushed out of a company. There's a whole bunch of things. People were moving and somebody was moving into my territory and pushing me out. And, um, and I was like kind of getting screwed. And um, they said, hey, listen, we're going to pay for all of your, your expenses for you to move and what it's going to be for you to break the lease and based off of everything that you have and all this stuff, we're going to pay for it in order for you to move to a different territory. Um, and so I said, okay, cool. And so I talked with one of my friends who worked in the company. He's actually the number one person in the company. And I was like, hey, man, here's what, it, what, it, the, uh, what I'm thinking it's going to be. Should, should I just ask for this? And he goes, no. He goes, figure out every single penny you could possibly be you could possibly ask for and ask for the most amount of money for you to move territories that you possibly can because they will not give you what you ask for they will give you less than you ask for so as originally honest, i think i was i don't remember the exact numbers but i want to say it was going to cost me like four thousand dollars in order to move and he's like no have you considered this have you considered the loss of um revenue that's going to be coming in the two weeks that you're moving have you considered the fact that you're going to have to hire a uh, new receptionist and that's going to take you time and we, he started talking about he's like you got to ask for like at least fifteen thousand because look at all of these ways that you're losing money so it's not just like breaking leases there's a bunch of other stuff and so I was like, oh, okay, I didn't even consider that. So I ended up going back and my proposal was like, hey, it's going to cost me at least $15,000. Here's all the reasons why. And I gave all of the exact reasons and they ended up giving me like 10,000. I was originally going to ask for four. And so I ended up moving and being able to be in a better place. But it was just like, and it wasn't like I was trying to hustle the company or trying to screw anyone over. There were just things that I wasn't considering. And my friend was like, listen, always ask for more than you think that you need because they're never going to give you the first number. And this is before I knew anything about the anchoring effect. And so it's really important for us to all understand this. It's really important for you to understand this um, when you are a consumer somewhere. Like really when you go in there, you might be like, oh my God, this is a great deal. Well, just check, see, you know, there's, uh, see if there's maybe everything in the store is 25 or 50% off. 
Go online, see if there's a better deal online. Like it's just an important thing to think about. In business, it's really important for you to think about. You know, if I'm going to go in and negotiate something, um, if I'm getting hired at a place, well, I want to try to negotiate a salary much higher than the salary I actually want to land on. If I'm in some sort of negotiation for a car, if I'm in negotiation for selling my company, if I'm in a negotiation, I'm always going to want to ask for more. If you're selling your house, ask for more than you think it's worth. Because then if offers come in less, you're probably going to get exactly what you want. And then in relationships, it's also really important to rem- remember to keep in mind that, hey, you know what? This might this this is the, the only time that this person is going to meet me for the first time. And that is really going to have an anchor of what their judgments of me are in the future. So even though I am pretty fucking tired, I'm going to try to show up as the best that I possibly can. I'm not going to show up fake, but I'm going to show up as the best version of me versus, uh, yeah, well, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Rob, right? So it's really important for you to understand the anchoring effect, which is basically the first thing that people learn. All of their judgments, all of their decisions, all of that stuff, all everything they compare to is going to be compared to the very first thing that they learn about something or someone. So that is uh, the anchoring effect and how to use the anchoring effect in relationships, in conversations, in negotiations, in business, and everything that you do. So that's what I got for you for today's episode. If you love this episode, please share it on your Instagram stories and tag me in at Rob Dial Jr., R-O-B-D-I-A-L-J-R. Um, it really, really, really does help more than you know every single time that you guys share this on your Instagram stories. It is the way that this podcast grows and how people who don't listen to us become aware of it and go, hey, maybe I should give it a shot. It allows us to really help change the world even more. So if you would share it on your Instagram stories, share it wherever you can, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And I'm going to leave you the same way I leave you every single episode. Make it your mission to make someone else's day better. I appreciate you, and I hope that you have an amazing day. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America located in Washington, D.C. provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.